This is the Believer's Response with Bami Dele and Althea. You're welcome to our podcast where we inspire fellow believers to live an empowered life and to walk the Christian walk victoriously. Are you ready? Let's get into it. Hello, hello, everybody. Hi. Hey, sis. Hi, sis. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great, as usual. <laughs> Fantastic. That's good. <laughs> no laugh. No laugh. It's good to be great most of the time. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So, how are you doing today? What's popping? Very good. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I had quite a few things I wanted to get done and I I did them and I was able to have some like, you know, me time and relax and, you know, at least have some, some time to reflect and to meditate on the word. And that's always good. Like sometimes I just, you know, you know, you get so busy, you get lost and Mm. then you forget, okay, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to read. I wanted to do some kind of crafting because I like crafting like you. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, I just feel accomplished today. Thank God. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, guys, we always like to do this thing. I'm sure you guys, if you've been following along, you would know that every episode we like to ask each other, so what's been blessing us? And um, we're sure you've been blessed by every of our content and our programs lately. And we just would like for you to please like and comment on our podcast let us know what you think about our topics and if you have like some type of take on anything we've been discussing we'd like to hear from you guys so please like share and subscribe thank you very much so sis yes thank you what's been blessing you lately I always say so much. I feel like every time you ask that question, I'm like, <laughs> so much has been blessing me. But I had to really think, and I'm glad that we even have this segment in the show because mm. it really, it forces me to think of really what is what is blessing me. And you know, sometimes you, you go through the days or you go through the weeks and mm-hmm. you don't even have that moment of reflection to think, you know, we just, we want to encourage the listeners too to be able to, to think about what's been blessing them. So... Yes. Yes. So for me, this time I have a song. <laughs> okay. <And laughs> normally I have like some, maybe a word or um, a sermon that I've heard throughout the week. But this time it's a song. Like somewhere I think maybe about Tuesday or Wednesday, midweek, um, this song just came. I, I woke up and I just, I was singing this song and I just don't even understand why or how. I know it's a song that I've heard before. But normally, if a song starts to prick inside of me, it's either God telling me that I need to express this somehow in some kind of ministration, or maybe a dance, or maybe I need to sing it, or, you know, or it's some kind of, it's something that's going to prepare me for some season in my life. Mm. And I'm not sure, I think, I, actually, I know who sang it. It was Sanash. She sang it. And... Um, it's um, the line that actually came to me was the more I know you, mm. the more I want to know you. And it's a Jesus more of you. Mm. And it was that song was just playing back and again and again in my mind. I, I would wake up the next day. I'm singing it throughout that day. The next day I'm singing it throughout that day. So I'm going to attempt to do it now 
and <laughs> we'll see how this goes. I'm just going to sing that first part and like how it just ministered to my soul and to the, mm-hmm. the innermost parts of me. And then I said to myself, why are you, why is this song for you in this season? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just had to think, okay, Jesus is telling you something. God is calling you in some way. And it makes sense because it's something that I, I want to, in this time now, connect more with him. Yes. So, let me my thought. <clears throat> The more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus, more of you. You know this? Come on, girl. (laughs) The more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus, more of you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so going back and forth with that, and I had to listen. I, I listened to the whole song on YouTube, and the first part is, is the more I know you, ha, the more I want to know you. It's just like when you think you've known all or you know it all about him, he still has so much more to surprise you with. Like how uh-huh. it says, like he will bless you exceedingly and abundantly above all anything that you could even think or ask for yes it's just so powerful so yes jesus more of you more of you need more of you yes more of you amen you know it's just like the onions when you're peeling the onions the more layers you keep you know you keep peeling the more layers you would see so there is no end to knowing god and it's amen uh, it's beautiful it's just beautiful Thank you, sis, for that. So, guys, you really need to to get thinking. Like, so what's been blessing me? So, every time you want to listen to our episode, while we're about to tell our own what's been blessing us, you need to start thinking. So, what's been blessing me lately? (laughs) I think it's a good exercise to do. Definitely. It's mindfulness. It's gratitude. Yes. You know? And it actually teaches you that, you know, there is nothing too small. As as there is nothing too small to pray for, there is nothing too small to thank God for. Because it helps you to see that. Because while you're thinking what's been blessing me, what's the next thought? It's to thank God for it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, it's there's really nothing too small to thank God for. So, for me, sis... For me, what's been blessing me, it's the... Just this past week, it's just the grace to be able to fast and pray because there is one thing yes it's one thing to to desire there's some people and i'm not saying this to um to knock them but it's just um my own side of gratefulness that i'm not sick so when i desire that i want to fast i'm able to fast so Mm. it's not like something is hindering me from fasting and i'm thankful for that and for this past week it wasn't even so much so a desire it was more like a prompting Mm. in spirit and i i'm just so thankful that the fact that i got the prompting and i didn't find an excuse amen not to fast i thank god for the yieldedness you know just i'm grateful for the yieldedness and the and the obedience like okay i felt this and i went with it and it was actually for my children. It's so funny that I, I started praying for... I told you about it, right? I started praying for their salvation. It just came very oh, yeah. strong. Yes. It came very strong on me for from Wednesday till Friday. And, you know, 
in, even to the children that I'm yet to give birth to, I, if God Amen. wills, <laughs> if God yes. wills, you know. And one thing I've been practicing lately is even praying for their spouses. I'm like, okay, where is this coming from? This my first child is only four. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like God the way you're touching my husband and I to be better in you to be closer to you keep touching those um their spouses parents like that so that they can build up these children so that when they meet each other like it just kept flowing I'm like what is going on with me but I believe it I believe it's God ordained and I believe for any parent even if you're yet to to have a child if you're listening to us it's something we should all do at intervals just you know um soak your children in prayer pray into their future there is no prayer that i love so much as a prayer that you know you're yet to you it's going to take a while for you to see the result but it's in the bank you know mm-hmm. when you know that you know you've prayed that part and it's secure and it's not a one time prayer anyway you'll keep praying it. but just the fact that you're able you have an opportunity to pray into the future i think it's it's something that we shouldn't take for granted that holy spirit can not everybody remembers some people live for survival just mm-hmm. to you know they live just for the moment but the fact that you can see into the future you can prepare the future with your prayer i think it's absolutely it, yes it's it's a that's privilege powerful. it's a privilege so that's what's been blessing me just you know speaking into the future prepping the dynasty for greatness <laughs> Hey man, don't laugh at that part. <laughs> Say it with confidence. If, oh, if you're going to yeah. have a dynasty, it's going to be okay. a dynasty. Amen. I said prepping the dynasty for greatness. Amen. 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 The father dynasty yes, is going yes. to be the. Listen, a lot of this is from a lot of what you can actually get out of life is what you sow in with your own mouth. Mm. So. Yes, Even yeah. over your spouse, over your chill, over your future children, your womb. I've been touching my womb. I I have yet to give birth, but I've been touching my womb for yeah. Daniel's mom. Years. I see Daniel around. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, you know, I, I pray, and you know, my mom has done it for me, and it's it's something that you can that you you don't see it right away the result mm-hmm. and you may think okay you may feel silly like okay i'm not i'm going too far ahead of myself but mm-hmm. you don't have to you don't, just think about it you know what you you're sowing something in the spiritual so oh, yeah. go go right ahead pray for your future your future spouse if you've yet to to find someone or for him to find you if mm. you're a female and pray for your future children as well if you're a male put your hand on your your wife stomach you pray for the child that's inside of there if even if it's not conceived you pray for that that unit that's going to be housing that that physical structure everything that's going to be housing your future the future of your own personal dynasties yep that's one thing my husband always did like i'm like okay you're grabbing this stomach too hard (laughs) 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 like yes let the child know <laughs> that's vision because like you said some people live for the the immediate future and you know life circumstances sometimes doesn't allow for people to to live past that point but mm. if you have it's a blessing to be able to have that that um foresight to be able to be able to look ahead and to be able to think in terms of um 
being even a legacy mindset type of a person yes it's it's a blessing so and just and then to have the the ability to do that like being freed up around you in your immediate environment to be able to think ahead because there's so much going on now and you know as you as you get older and more responsibilities come you're going to be in a place where you just you know are inundated with a lot Mm -hmm. so just to have that free mental space is a blessing in itself like I'm not worried about rushing to to do this or you know we're home now and and thank god we've been blessed to be able to work from home Mm. if we were one of those essential people that have to go out there and work every single day or work double shifts it would be a different kind of mindset Mm. so we bless we bless god that's a blessing god thank god god is good so i'm I'm blessed i feel i feel like we can end it right now (laughs) no we have to continue to that's true i mean it was like a whole complete show right here but you know i'm excited about the topic so yes yes we bless god All right, sis. So let's get into the topic of today. And the topic of today is life transitions. Is marriage the end goal? I'm going to say that again. Life transitions. Is marriage the end goal? Sis, what do you think? Well, so in continuing with this whole trend, a very necessary series on transitions. Mm-hmm where um last week we talked about spiritual the spiritual aspect and continuing to talk about the relationship aspect Mm -hmm. you know these topics are very they're very dense they're very deep and you know we're gonna try our best to treat the topics and of course you know in the time that we have we're not able to really go into um you know too 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 many the arts we can't encompass everything about the subjects mm. we're we're trying our best and you know letting god do the rest so is marriage the end goal mm, no no do <laughs> <laughs> no, i sound, i don't sound confident in my answer but i'm like why that's laughing though <laughs> it's like no no but that's because it's a very very loaded question mm. like you know depending on where god is taking you in your life you know being or getting into that marriage like marriage is a ministry like that's what a lot of people don't realize mm-hmm. you no know, that's why jesus likens um his church to a bride mm. so it's not anything that's to be taken lightly mm. and a person that achieves being in a marriage or gets to a certain level if you don't want to use the word achieve this is not an achievement but the a person that gets to the level of marriage it shouldn't be looked at as if that is just all like you're just a wife or you're just just a, a homemaker or you're just because there's a lot of importance in that too and there's a lot of examples in the bible too where you know where people interact with women who were just wives you know, one that I could, or one that I was a widow, one that I can think of was in um, 2 Kings chapter 4, with where the widow came to Elijah and asked and was basically pouring her heart out 
and saying she doesn't have enough to support her family now that her husband is passed on. Mm-hmm. And we see a lot of examples like that where God intercedes on behalf of those those people. But, you know, is marriage the end goal? It depends on where God is taking your life. Now, before you get to that point of marriage, you're, you're passing through singlehood. Mm-hmm. And singlehood is, is, for a lot of people, is not a picnic. It's not, it, there's a lot of loneliness. There's a lot of, passion there's a lot of desire to be with someone to have you know people who have felt like they have a lot of love inside of them to give but it feels like it's just locked up and there's nowhere for them to express it so they're trapped in like this whole mindset I feel like my mindset of single singlehood um was like just being um just just impatience honestly Mm. unfortunately just impatience not feeling you know not overly lonely but you know how sometimes you just want to rush god and just go through your single life and just you know before you meet the person you want to be with so in my impatience and outlook was just oh god when is this gonna happen Mm. you like why why do i have to i you know i feel like i'm such a a loving person i feel like i'm so caring i feel like you know not being not being arrogant or too prideful Mm. but feeling like i have so much to offer a person in a a relationship then why hasn't it materialized not saying that you know um i didn't have relationships but they were not developing into anything that was long lasting so I feel like I had to in that even that that single period I did go through I know we treated isolation in a previous podcast episode but that isolation a part of that isolation was was in my singlehood and going through being single and having to face things about myself and actually face God I think there was a point where um there was nobody to call I think I was completely uninvolved and it, I, I could just hear the voice of God asking or, or saying to me, like, am I not enough for you? And the question came to me, like, you know, you're here. There's nobody else. There's no one to call. And God is asking you, am I not enough for you? So I had to just, and I remember myself driving home from work that day and thinking, okay, there's there's really it's just me and then I'm just like well it's just me and you now God (laughs) Mm. and after I said it it was kind of like funny because I think I said it out loud too and it was just me in the car you know Mm. I I talked to I talked to myself sometimes but you know just to get the thoughts out and to go through you know to work through some some thought processes Mm. and just hearing myself say it's just me and you now God was just kind of like an eye-opener to me and just knowing that afterwards the feelings that followed that realization was positive it was Mm. so peaceful yes like I thought it would just be because you know sometimes being single you just you feel some people and I think I had went through that at some point too you just feel kind of stir crazy you're like okay so what now so what now so Mm -hmm. what now so what now you know and everybody's a prospect you know, in, the, in that kind of mindset, like, mm. you know, like, okay, not saying that I'm, I'm, I was like roaming around 
thinking of like you know trying to find people to no i to appreciate date, i appreciate your honesty seriously yes and it was just kind of like you know oh that that could be my my husband that could be my husband oh that he could be my husband oh but maybe he could be my husband too mm. so it was just that mindset of like okay being a being aware i don't because I, I don't i don't want to make it seem like it was like a thirst kind of a thing but it was more of like an awareness like okay this could happen at any point in time this let me so, tell you the truth it happens especially <laughs> when you're getting to that age of awareness it just it's natural I, I I don't I, seriously I agree with you it's just natural there is no single woman who has a desire to marry who did not feel that I don't think anybody's like that that did not feel that so just to let you know don't struggle with that <laughs> <laughs> well that's a consolation because I don't think I think prior to this I haven't really like ver- outwardly or verbally expressed like okay this is what i was going through in singleness mm, mm. and i think this is my first <laughs> and you our listeners you heard it first <laughs> this is my first <laughs> this is my first time saying okay even just going through that inner dialogue of me saying well god it's just it's me and you now and it was more of like a realization like okay god let's rock this out together we're going we're going to do this and i had to get to the point of where i had even asked myself what if God calls you and it's just you. Like what if this singleness is just you and you're going into ministry? Can you handle that? Mm. So, I had to get to the point of where I had to deal with that too in my isolation period. And it was one of those questions, it was a really hard question and I had to ask myself, okay. So, then if he does call you and you have to go on, can you still serve him? with satisfaction with peace in your heart with joy like you know so many of the prophets in the bible were called to serve god too and and just live that lifestyle of of singlehood so a lot of i listened to a lot of different sermons and different read a lot of advice mm. from um men and women of god about the topic and i had to come to the realization of okay well if it's just going to be me in singlehood then just just you know so shall it be so <laughs> it wasn't nice but i had to you know god let your will be done mm. and that reminds me of our girl mary <laughs> in the bible mm. that had a similar situation not that she was going into singlehood but she had a moment where she had to say okay god let your will be done and that was when the angel came to her and told her okay mary you're going to be you're going to give birth to to Jesus and you have and because of all of your characteristics because of everything that's been put inside of you you know we're God is trusting you to take this to take on this 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 great responsibility and it says here i think it's in Luke chapter 1 and it's verse 38 so i'll read it because okay. I, i don't want to i don't want to paraphrase it and mm-hmm. then paraphrase and then paraphrase wrong. Mm-hmm. So from 37 to 39 I'll read. So this the first 37 is the angel. He says for with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the handmaid of the Lord, she's talking about herself, mm. be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. So she said, be it unto me according to thy word. So in that is she showing complete acceptance of what god is 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 bringing to her is basically putting on 
putting to her at her feet, putting, bring it to her door straight away, you know. So she had a choice at that moment. She could have said, "No, nah, no, you know, this is not for me." But she said, "Be it unto me according to your word." That's total trust. That's total trust in God, because who gets pregnant by the Holy Spirit in a, you know, especially in that time when you're out of wedlock, you're pregnant. You know, what is society going to say? And she says, according to thy word, you know, let it be unto me. And then 39 is what kind of gets me too, because being a single is not, is nowhere. It's, there's no one broad spectrum response to singlehood. And one thing, one strategy I feel that can be applied so whatever spectrum of feelings or whatever you're going through in your singlehood was in verse 39, where it says, and Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste. That means she was in a hurry to get there into a city of Judah. So she was going to see her cousin Elizabeth. And that was that's a whole other part of the story that was truly, truly illuminating and inspiring in itself but the first part where it says that mary arose in those days so being in singlehood accepting the responsibility knowing trying to figure out trying to understand where god is taking you accepting where he's taking you you still have to just get up and move you can't just sit there and be still you know yes be still in your mind be still in meditation be um go to god in prayer but then act, get up and move, get up, dress up, show up. Okay. And going through that, that part, I think is absolutely necessary. And then you also have to ask yourself questions in the process. Why do you want to be married? Why do you not want to continue on in that singlehood lifestyle? And I feel like I asked myself that question too. What is it? And I thought I knew the answer until now. <laughs> mm. When I'm saying, okay, you didn't know the answer to that question. You know, at the time, I would think I was saying something really like, like I, I, this is what I deserve. No, when God is asking you, well, now in my mindset, I understand that marriage is, is a ministry and your marriage, your union affects generations after you because yes. what comes out of it affects generations. So then why do you want this life? And another question is, what do you envision for yourself outside of singlehood? Because answering why you want it and then putting the picture together of what you think it's supposed to be, I think that addresses a lot of um, what's necessary to move from singlehood into married life. Because if you don't know why you want it, you just want it for superficial reasons. Think about it this way. You're getting together with another, a totally different individual human being. You're becoming, as Bible says, the two become one, right? So you're merging your totally individual life, totally complete life with another totally other complete life. So what do you want to come out of that merger? You know, like if you think in terms of business, when you develop a partnership with someone or another business, what are you, what are, what is, what is the, the outcome? What are you looking to gain out of it? And then what is the product? What is going to be produced from that business? Right? So if McDonald's and Popeye's merge together, what is, what are they hoping to, are they going to make a whole bunch of chicken burgers, chicken sandwiches? 
um, you know, like what is going to be then, like you, like you said earlier, dynasty, what is going to be your dynasty? What's your, what is your dynasty? What is your legacy going to be like outside of that marriage? And then also what are, what are your, what are you envisioning? Are you looking for marriage to be the solution to a lot of your problems? personal issues and then if you haven't taken a hard look at yourself and you haven't gone through your own isolation period a lot of what you envision about what that marriage is going to be like is going to be based on what your your um, shortcomings are like for example if you feel as though you're um, you're de- you're deficient in one area or some area of your life. You're going to be looking for that man or that woman to boost you up in that area, and that's not, that's not the key. this <laughs> right. It shouldn't it shouldn't be that way. Now, can we complement each other? Yes. You know, for example, if I'm a little bit more organized and my partner is a little bit less organized, or vice versa, then we can kind of like help each other along. But major things like I have some serious you know, confidence issues or personality flaws or where I feel like I always have to dominate every situation and be the dominant person in every conversation, then I'm looking for somebody that I can then dominate and be above. That's that's a very, very flawed vision of what being in a marriage relationship should be like. But, you know, I think those when you address those two questions as a single, you know, what do you, why do you want this life, married life? And then what do you envision? And be honest with yourself. You can kind of take down a lot of those um, misconceptions. And you can kind of get yourself a little bit more prepared for what's to come. Because, you know, if we say, yes, um, marriage is the end goal, then you need a lot going into that marriage. And then even if you say marriage is not the end goal, then you need a lot to go through that marriage and to move on as, as a unit in a ministry. So, and I like what you said before too, like about it being a natural, um, a natural drive for human beings. And I remember when I was in my teacher education courses, I read, well, we had to read a lot of like emotional development and um, physiological development. And one of the, the authors or one of the psychologists that we had to read their work was, um, a man called Abraham Maslow and I ended up quoting him a lot throughout because what he described as the basic needs of human beings is so profound and I know it's something that we all know and there there are things that we all um, can identify and we could probably even have come up with this ourselves but guess what he wrote the book (laughs) and he came up with this hierarchy of basic needs and put it in such a plain way that everybody can access it. So I'm, I'm going to tell you, sis. He said that for us to get our basic needs met, um, we have to kind of... It, he, he drew it as like a pyramid. So mm-hmm. on the bottom of the pyramid, he said physiological needs. So we need food, water, rest. And we have to accomplish those things before we move to the next level. Mm. And then the next level is safety. So basically, you know, are you safe in your home? Are you safe at work? Do you feel a sense of assurity? Mm. Good. So now when that's met, then you move on to love and belonging. So that's your intimate relationships and your friendships. So 
your basic needs are met for food, water, safety, and then you move into love and belonging. Mm. And then after that, from there, you move on to esteem, like what are your accomplishments, prestige, feeling prestige. And then after that, you move into being a fully self-actualized person. Mm. But it doesn't always stay in that order because sometimes your esteem can be based on something else that's below on the levels of the basic needs hierarchy. Mm. But all that's to say is this is a basic need. And even in Genesis, we know love and belonging was a basic need there because God would not have given Eve to Adam. Yes, if he didn't have that basic need for companionship and if God didn't make him that way to where he would desire to then have um, someone to be with him, to have a companion. So being single is is, is a transitional period Mm. along the way to marriage. But that's also transitional as well. Not saying that you're transition, you're gonna transition out of the marriage because no, 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 <laughs> you're not. Establish, but, establish it, sis. <laughs> yes, thank you. Nobody, we're not transitioning out of marriages. We're not. Oh God. Bless God in the name of Jesus. Amen. So the whole part of it being transitional is then that now that you're together. And this is why I think I was a little iffy about answering yes or no. Is marriage the end goal? Mm. Now that you're together, where do you take yourself as a couple together? Right? So you're moving in singlehood. Now you're together. You're a, a couple. Then you move that to the next level. What that is, God will reveal that to you. Seek him in prayer. Oh, pray, pray, pray. So I think I'll stop there, girl, because I'll just I'll I'll go on and on, but yeah. Seek God because marriage is is it could be, but it doesn't have to be. Mm. The end goal. Mm. Wow. Okay, sis, one of the things that I wrote down that you mentioned is what do you want to come out of the merger? And I think you ended with that as well. What do you want to come out of the merger? And um, that was one of the questions that I asked God before I even got into marriage. Like, God, why do you even want me to get married? Like, I want to. I want to. But I want to know your own opinion. Like, well, what, what do you think about this thing called marriage? Because to tell you the truth, thank God for a few people that I can point to that helped me through my singlehood and thank God for service. One thing I'm ever grateful for, for my single life is that I spent all my time serving God the way I knew how to. I was busy serving God. And that's why if if I was thinking, oh, I missed out on traveling and everything. But when I think of the time that I spent with God, I'm always grateful. And um, any mistake I made during my single singlehood God I believe strongly that God covered it because I loved him I knew okay what will my testimony be and if you're single out there what will your testimony be thinking of that as a single person it carries you on into marriage so even when you want to misbehave in marriage you remember thankfully you made it into marriage with a good testimony you don't want to mess that marriage up what would your testimony be so that was one thing I held on to. Like, God, 
if I just go ahead in this kind of relationship, after serving you, everybody calls Auntie Sheo, oh, this, that, that, I'm serving God, everybody sees that I'm doing what I know to do, and then end up in a rubbish marriage. What's, 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 the, what's the story? Like after right. leading youths and talking to them about Christ, talking to them about serving God and all that. So what would be the story at the end of the day? I had to call myself and make a decision. But one of those things that God showed me was a Malachi chapter 2 verse 15. And I'm going to read it. Malachi chapter 2 verse 15. As not the one God made you, you belong to him in body and spirit. And what does the one God seek? Godly offspring. So be on your guard and do not be unfaithful to the wife of your youth. So the answer for me there was, and what does the one, and what does the one God seek? Godly offspring. So what is God seeking in all of this marriage thing? One of the things that God is seeking is godly offspring. So if you entangle, and, and it, it goes back to the point of um, what I was going to read earlier, which is in Hebrews, where it talks about making the bed undefiled, that the marriage bed will be undefiled. Hebrews 13 verse 4, it says marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. So one of the things why God wants us to keep this sanctity of marriage, which starts from singlehood, it doesn't start when you get into the marriage, because that's what some people think like, okay, I'm going to live my life as a single person, do whatever I want to do. And then when, when we get into marriage, we'll figure it all out. No, because we are humans and there is something called attachment. Mm-hmm, there's something show. oh yes there's something called attachment if you have been entangled with so many things before marriage it's not so easy to now say okay because i'm married now let's forget it all no it doesn't really work that way even if you think you are done those people you've been entangled with may not be done may not be done yeah. <laughs> and that's a big issue seriously one of my mentees i tell her you need to clear yourself now now so that when that person who is right for you comes you don't have several entanglements de- that you're dealing with and you don't confuse the guy th- letting him think oh you have not met the right person when maybe you are actually the right person but because you've been entangled with so many other people then uh, you're both confused mm-hmm mm. so that was one thing and i mean god himself taught me that that was one thing i knew that okay if i'm gonna make a right decision of the man i have my children in 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 my vision as well so the 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 kind of children i will have is determined by the man i will marry as well amen true because god told me here malachi 2 15 it's because he's seeking godly seeds so if you're if you if you're seeking godly seeds and god is not just seeking godly seeds for for seeking sake it is because god likes continuation he wants to continue on he says we should we should be fruitful and we should multiply and you would only make who you are you will only give birth to who you are Mm -hmm. 
you yes. you can only there is no magic to it you can only give birth to who you are so when you stand in the right making the bed undefiled you're sure by the grace of god to have godly seeds that will continue on and on and on and then we'll build a generation gen- and generations of godly people mm-hmm. so let's ask ourselves why is the world the way it is it's a generation of godlessness because it all starts in the home. And when the devil has his chance in a home, imagine, imagine what happens. And in fact, for someone listening to me right now, if you're someone like for my sis, I'm so thankful for her life. She came from a family where the mom and dad were there and it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I was born out of wedlock. So, it was a major battle for me like God, I'm not going to miss this. <laughs> Yes. So for anyone listening and you are like you you, you were in my kind of sh- you are in my kind of in my shoes, I feel you. It's it, this is a big deal. Marriage is a big deal for me. And because I know what God is saying, I cannot miss it. And it's not the end goal. It's part of my building up. So it's I don't think it's the end goal. It's part of the it's it's a, it's a part of the end goal. But I don't think it's like the 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 end point if we can put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's all part of the end goal of what God has in mind, of what God has in mind for you as an individual and for that person you're coming with and for the children that you will have and for all the beautiful things that you will do together for the ministry apart from the marital ministry, from the ministry that you will build together. So God has I mean God has beautiful plans for us and one of the things I was thinking about when we we're going to come on this on this episode is um um, um what where is that Jeremiah 29:11 Jeremiah 29:11 where it says that the plans that God has for us they are plans of good and not of evil declares the Lord to prosper us and not to harm us plans to give us a hope and a future so these things are God's plan for us to give us a future it's not no matter how it's going for you in your marriage even in your singlehood maybe god is telling you like my sister was saying saying <laughs> about how god will uh she, she was saying oh i think i remember you were like uh god it's me and you now and then in your it's isolation you. yeah it's just me and you in your isolation you got some spanking if i could use that you know like you know yeah. you just have to be in this place you have to you have to take you have to make these things right because it is all for that future that God sees ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Amen. So when God is telling us, don't do this, don't do that, there's a reason why. So in your singlehood, if God is telling you, just stay put, don't be impatient. Not every man is your man. You are different. You're special. You can't, you can't just carry yourself anyhow. Listen to that voice because it has something to do with your future. Amen. It has that. something. Yes, it has something to do with your future. Everything God tells us, that, sis, you agree with me, right? I told, I totally agree. Everything. I think I want to, uh, like, if if I can, go ahead. Something. Go ahead. I just feel like this. It's so important that you said that. That um, you know, it every everything compiles to the possible future that you can have. 
and that's where God is trying to he's trying to take you he's not I mean I was spanked as you say <laughs> if we were to use that, I was spanked because God knows like he knew he knew his plan and purpose for my life so he had to spank me he had to smack me down and say listen you go sit down over here for a second and let me just deal with you by myself and that's important because I have a greater future for you and then I know maybe possibly uh, some of our listeners might be thinking well you know uh, my like I'm tarnished I'm defiled you know um, the, the bed has been defiled or any such type of a thing of where you didn't make the right choices and all of a sudden okay so now you're in a little bit of a soup okay God is forever merciful oh yes okay yes and his mercy always triumphs over judgment so regardless of what you have gotten yourself into there's plenty of there's examples in the bible of where God has given people okay in fact on that note sis go ahead finish up your point and then I'll say that yeah no I just wanted to bring that to them because it's important to know that we are not every we're not perfect at all okay we're we're created perfect because God is perfect he created us in his image yes but our decisions have taken us away from that design that perfect design that God had planned for our life on that note on that note sorry because I feel like you're gonna say what I want to say oh okay sorry sorry well it's it's all it's all the spirit of god yeah but carry on i just wanted to console those people that it's actually what i want to do okay i'm sorry go ahead go ahead yes it's so what i didn't want to say i think it's actually time that i said it is i myself that relationship i said oh i almost made a mistake i put myself in that situation confession time I myself because at the time that this guy was asking me to go into a relationship with him in fact it felt like the Holy Spirit sat by me and told me do not give him an answer and in my impatience in my wanting to see what this will even be what like what, what what will come out of this let's see let's see you know that funny silly voice that speaks to you as a single person you want to try everything you just want to see how it will turn out or because it's so cute you don't want him to go and I said yes while the Holy Spirit was telling me do not give him an answer I gave him an answer and for years in that relationship the Holy Spirit will come to me once in a while end this relationship and I will tell God what he has not done anything why should I end it and it kept on like that. At least three instances where the Holy Spirit will come to me and tell me, you need to end this relationship. And my heart will be pounding. Hmm. Yet, I did not back down. Until, thank God for his mercy. One of the things, one of my brothers called me. And he said, "This okay, this is your relationship with this person. Who told you it is him? How? was it presented to you that it is him when was this presented to you that it is him i had no answer for those three questions mm-hmm. so i knew i was in deep problem even at that i still didn't know how to end the relationship because i wanted to have my cake and eat my cake and have it <laughs> you want to eat it and then have it i i wanted because i just felt uh, we can work this out it's gonna fall in line 
No. No. He's gonna change, right? No. I'm no. gonna change him. It doesn't. I mean, even though I knew that was not right, but I just felt mm-hmm. with my spirituality, this guy will blend. I will cover him, right? I'm no. gonna cover mm-hmm. him. I'm so, super spiritual. Uh-huh. And so, mm-hmm. listen out there. If you're thinking, uh, I have this covered. Uh, listen, just listen. Oh, you know, the Bible tells us obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. Instead of doing all the all the going up and down, just obey God. And your life will be settled. Thank God. It was just God's mercy. And because God knows, just like David. Sometimes I see my life as the life of David. Just because God knows, I love to worship him. I bear myself in front of him. Yes, I, I misbehaved, but he had mercy on me. And what I would never know, what I wouldn't have known, God revealed to me. And it was this guy himself that told me himself. So I would have married without knowing. Mm-hmm. That he was unqualified. That's all I want to say. <laughs> that he was unqualified. <laughs> I, I know the story. So I'm just saying to all of you, he was Thank you. He was I'm just trying not to not to knock anyone on the head. I'm trying to be as no, he just <laughs> He just didn't. He just didn't rate. You know. Sometimes they just. He's not up to standard. So he was unqualified. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so, so I God just, standard. Amen. Amen. So I just. Mm-hmm. I at that point when God told me, and uh, when when He revealed to me, and He even eventually. I mean, told me what I needed to know. There was I. I uh, it, that was just God's mercy. How would I have known? How would I have known? So what am I saying? Not everyone will be as favored. So it's better to just obey God. Wow. Amen. 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 Yes. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And so all of our listeners, we just pray that God will give us the grace to Mm. obey to trust him even when we don't see the end results it's something that people always say that we should trust him where we can't trace him Mm. so if we even if we can't see where it's coming from for those of our singles even if you don't see or understand where possibly trust me god can connect two people across the atlantic ocean (laughs) across hundreds of miles yes from village to village, from the pillar to post to where you can't even, you know, and I'm I'm a living result of that. You will never suspect or guess where God can find you and connect you to your spouse. So on that note, this is the end of this, our second transition series. Life mm. transition is marriage the end goal. So we just want you to think about that question for yourself. You can comment on this podcast episode. Yes your thoughts with us share this if this podcast episode has been a blessing to you or you want to generate a discussion maybe within your your fellowship share it share it and then see what comes out of it ask yourself the questions that Bamidelli and I have asked each other and asked ourselves and may God continue to give you wisdom and direction along the path through your singlehood and through your relationship and through your marriage so Let's remain in him and be victorious. Because that's the believer's response. Have a blessed one, guys.
Amen. Bye. Bye.